It's Real Faith for Real Life, the podcast all about the intersection of faith and life and how faith can make a difference in your life. Well, listen, if you're new around here, I'm so excited you tuned in today. You find yourself in the middle of a little mini series that we're doing in December, all about this big idea. We want to share the best gift with the people we love this season. And that gift, of course, is the gospel, the good news about Jesus. We want to start some spiritual conversations with the people that God brings into our orbit this holiday season. But I know that can sound scary. And so we just want to demystify that a little bit and make it actually really simple, as simple as five steps. So five episodes in this series. This is part four of five. And I want to remind you, if you haven't listened to the other parts yet, press pause right now, go back and check those out first. And if you haven't, download our workbook, Sharing Jesus During the Holidays. You can find this as a PDF at cascadefellowship.org slash sharing Jesus. You can also pick one of these up, a print copy, if you worship with us here at our church in Grand Rapids. And so today we're going to talk about, hey, what happens now that I've made my list of people, I've prayed over it, I've thought about an opening question, and I've, I've kind of managed that moment, I've planned when, when would be an appropriate time to enter in this kind of conversation. Okay, now is the time, and I'm going to do it. I'm going to ask that question. Today's episode is all about the mechanics of how do you do that? Uh, how do you listen to the Holy Spirit while you're doing that? And most importantly, how do you listen well and communicate your care and your love and your concern for somebody while you're in the midst of this conversation? Again, J.P. Gaylord, our worship director, is going to lead this conversation along with our discipleship pastor, Eric Vanderwall, and our connections director, Julie Beesholt. Let's throw it to them now. All right. Well, hello there, and welcome to our fourth episode. Guys, we are like 80% of the way through this. This is, this is pretty cool. I love it. If you are here with us, that means you also are about 80% of the way through this simple step and process to begin spiritual conversations with people. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. You are living out the mission that Jesus has given us, and that is a good thing. That's worth celebrating. It definitely is. Uh, so this step is all about asking and listening. I think a lot of times when we think about evangelism, sharing the gospel, or having spiritual conversations, we have our agenda that we really want to get across. We have our thing we want to say, or maybe even the little diagram we want to draw on a napkin. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Uh, but really the way we're trying to reframe this is it's not so much about you sharing in this initial first kind of interaction. It's about you listening and hearing where the other person's at. So the first question I want to get your guys' advice on is what do I do after I ask my question? So the, here's the setup, right? You've made your list. You've been praying for people. You looked through all the spiritual questions three times, selected one that felt like it was a natural question for you. You mapped out the time. You're now washing dishes with the person that you wanted to talk to, and you ask your question. Wh what do you do? Yeah, you listen. You let them respond. Okay. Yeah. I, so often we want to ask a question and then validate ourselves mm -hmm. or quantify our question. But the reality is you've asked the question. 
Let them share. Let them speak and hear what they have to say. Ask a follow-up question. Let them talk about that. Ask another follow-up question. Let them talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, in unkind terms, there's maybe a a more generous way of saying it. But uh, after you ask your question, just shut up. (laughs) Yeah. Just be quiet. I know when I'm nervous, I tend to talk. Yes. Uh, and so I'll ask the question, and like you're saying, then I'll like qualify it and quantify it. Well, I'm really asking because, and then I end up talking for like 15 minutes after I've asked them a question. Mm. Just be quiet. Yeah. Let If you know your question and you're ready to ask it, ask it, and then let there be silence. Mm-hmm. Uh, let the other person think about it. Uh, if the person you have in mind is not a believer, uh, maybe they don't haven't ever really thought about spiritual things. So to ask them a spiritual question is going to push them into, maybe not push them, but gently nudge them into a realm that they haven't really thought about. So it's okay for there to be a little bit of silence. I think that shows you're really interested in what they what they think. It might take them some time, and that might make you uncomfortable. So take that minute to pray while they're processing. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. I think one of the big things we need to recognize, too, is that while we're listening, we are actively listening. There's a way to listen and totally be disinterested, and there's a way to listen and be interested. Uh, In our culture today, we live in in just this series of distractions that just keep coming at us. And it's very easy for us to ask a question and then be listening, but also checking a text and also kind of watching what's going on on the TV with the football game. But to actually be engaged as a listener means that you are looking at them. You're hearing what they're having to say. You might be giving them the all, mm-hmm, yeah, I'm listening to you. Uh, not the, mm-hmm, I don't really care. You know, there's yeah. a difference between those two things. And so uh, after you've asked the question and maybe you've said a prayer, make sure that you are engaged with what is happening with that person in their response. And watch your body language. Don't be doing this, <laughs> leaning on one leg, looking at your watch. Like, none of that communicates I'm interested. Mm-hmm. Right. This is a relationship you're working on. Yeah. So all of that, you need to communicate, I care, I want what's best for you, and I want Jesus for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, another way to even imagine what it looks like to listen well is maybe just think you're probably going to share the the results the uh this story of asking the question and dialoguing with the the person with somebody else somebody who may also be praying the same people somebody who's encouraging you through this process so just remember like i need to listen and remember what they said so i can tell it to other people because i know when i'm not actively listening like that uh it's i don't actually hear what other people are saying yeah so let me ask this, because Julie, you mentioned praying uh, if you ask, after you ask the question, how do you listen to the Spirit and to the other person at the same time? Well, what I mentioned was while they're processing, if they're silent thinking mm-hmm. and not answering you and you're uncomfortable, you can pray during that time. Okay. Um, I think, yes, your brain is capable of praying and listening to the Spirit while you're speaking or listening. Um, our brains are capable of a whole lot more than we think they are. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah, I would say that. Um, what we don't recognize as the voice of the Spirit sometimes is just those small words that stand out to us in that conversation. If you've done the hard work of praying for somebody and asked for God to place them in front of you to share the gospel, 
that as you are actively listening, you should also just be hearing what they're saying. And sometimes the smallest of words will just stand out to you. It might seem like an insignificant word, but it's actually pointed out, I would say, to you by the Holy Spirit as an important piece for you to remember and to respond to that person. Sometimes we think like listening to the Holy Spirit is going to be like this big, long sentence and (laughs) God's going to give us like this full like monologue to share back to the person. Yeah. It's just not that. Sometimes it's just a word. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's just a phrase that will give you exactly what you need for whatever comes next. That's great. Yep. So then the the next question I've got for you guys is what should we be listening for? Hmm. Emotions. I'm a a guy who's, uh, again, high on the emotional side. Uh, and I understand that that is, is unique to me as a man. And I know not, not all men carry that. But I am listening for that person's tone of voice. I'm listening to hear if they're sharing things that could be difficult or if they're just sharing things that are easy because they just are trying to avoid the conversation. All of that points to an emotional state of somebody. Mm. And so I'm trying to watch, are they receptive to this conversation? Are they not? Are they in a tender place where they might be willing to share just a little bit more, or are they not? Um, has something happened in the past that has wounded them, or are they just high on life and just going hard and enjoying everything right now because they think they're awesome? Whatever it is, there's an emotional state that people find themselves in, and I want to recognize that. Yeah, I'd be looking for what their need might be. Everybody has pain. Everybody needs hope. Hmm. And we have the source of hope Yeah, in this world. So somewhere in this conversation is going to come up a need for hope. Yeah. yeah. That's that. good. I like to picture myself as a, an annoying two-year-old uh, and then try and make it not quite as annoying. I'll just ask the why question. Mm-hmm. You know, you dress it up a little bit. So when, you know, for instance, if your question is, Man, there seems to be so much like despair in the world today. Where do you think that's coming from? What do you think the solution is? Uh, just continuing to ask again, not like an annoying two-year-old. That's the voice I hear in my head. But well, why? Why do you think that's a good solution? Or why do you think that's really the reason for all the despair in the world? And as you continue to ask that why question, it kind of tears away the layers of the onion until you get down to essentially. Uh, and this is probably a, a conversation we could have on a different podcast, but worldview. And once you kind of begin to expose worldview, that's where uh, I think you begin to see how the gospel fits into that and meets those needs, uh, a lot like you're saying. So, definitely. One last question What if I don't get a chance to share the gospel? What if I don't get a chance to give my answer to the question I asked? That might be the case. That is often the case, and that's okay. You might be a stepping stone, a link in a chain. Uh, You can pray for others to come alongside that person. You can pray for additional opportunities to be in this person's life. You're building a relationship, remember? So there's there's time. Yeah. I just recently heard an interview uh, with Ronald Rollheiser, and he talked about how um, the relationship Uh, between the person that you're talking to and God might be in a different place than yours. Likely it is because you're presenting them uh, with this good news of Jesus Christ. But as with any relationship, the longer you spend away from somebody, the harder it is actually to come back to it. So if you think about a relationship with somebody that uh, you love, maybe a spouse or a good friend, 
and you've been together every single day, it's really easy to have that conversation. But if you've been apart for two, three, four, five years, trying to jump back into that conversation is difficult. Yeah. And so you're engaging somebody who may have three, four, five years or a whole lifetime apart from God. And so you might not be able to share the gospel because their uh, state and their their relationship with God is not quite ready for it yet. Mm-hmm. You are walking them to where they need to be in this specific moment. So be faithful with that. That's good. Yeah, that's really good. I like that. Be faithful with the moment you're entrusted with mm-hmm. uh, as an idea. I would say, and I have a tendency to uh, maybe not take... Uh, everything into account or to be a little bit uh, um, dogmatic with the way I, I put things, I'd say, great. Uh, maybe the goal is really to try not to share your perspective mm. uh, just yet. At the end of the day, like you, uh, over the course of the relationship and conversation, you definitely want to be able to share. But maybe if you said your goal is all I want to do is I want to hear where this person's at. And unless the Lord opens up an opportunity and they're like, man, I just don't know where hope comes from. What do you think? Where do you get your hope? Yeah, share the gospel, right? Or share what you think. <laughs> but if, if really you're just asking to hear where they're coming from, it can inform your prayers as, as you move forward. It can inform what you talk about in future conversations. And even the fact of having opened that door uh, in and of itself is a hugely beneficial thing. So what if I don't get a chance to share the gospel or share my answer to the question? I would say if you find a way, because as humans, we, are, we have such a tendency to think we're right. I know this is the podcast calling the kettle black here. So I appreciate you not laughing at me on the podcast. Uh, if you find a way to keep yourself from just blurting out, well, I think it's this, mm-hmm. and you actually take the time to listen genuinely, genuinely to someone, I think that's a win. And I think that in and of itself shares and communicates what you want from the question and what you want from the relationship as you're genuinely invested in them, hearing what they have to say and interacting with them in a way that's beneficial to them rather than just simply saying, well, you're wrong and here's the right answer. (laughs) And so that is all the time we have for this episode. But just like the last ones, if you have more questions, if you want to continue interacting with us, we would love to continue talking. Please email us at hello at cascadefellowship.org and we'll continue the conversation. Uh, Until next time, have a nice week. Well, what great advice. Thanks uh, for your deep thoughts, everybody. It is really about listening. Step four, ask and listen. Don't forget to listen. We're going to wrap this up with part five in the next episode, and I just can't wait for it. I hope you'll tune in, and we'll see you then. Mm